0: There are a lot of ideas for how the White House National Cyber Director's forthcoming strategy could help address a nationwide cyber talent shortage. For federal agencies, the challenge is especially acute as they struggle to compete with private sector salaries and job flexibilities. Agencies hired more than 42,000 cybersecurity and IT professionals between 2015 and 2020. They now account for 7% of the federal workforce but cybersecurity remains a high-risk functional area in the eyes of the Office of Personnel Management. The forthcoming strategy could start out by helping agencies use a range of existing flexibilities to recruit, hire, and retain top cyber talents. That's one recommendation from the MITRE Corporation. It highlights cyber pay flexibilities, programs like Scholarship for Service, in the Department of Labor's cyber apprenticeship program, but beyond those training and hiring tools, MITRE's Dave Poner says agencies need to do a better job marketing themselves to cyber and IT professionals. The government needs to sell mission a lot better, and when when you look at some of these organizations and the missions that we're operating in, it's very attractive. It's you know, to, to many, of, many of those in the workforce, including the younger workforce, there are these pockets in the government that you really need to leverage what we're doing at a DHS, at a DOD, at the National Security Agency, some of our intel agencies. Those are jobs that the mission is tremendous, and I think that the training and what individuals can do for their careers working in those environments is is really a great opportunity that we need to sell more. The Foundation for Defense of Democracies recommends the new strategy consider establishing a federal cyber workforce development institute. Mark Montgomery, senior director of FDD's Center on Cyber and Technology Innovation, says the institute would allow agencies to draw on shared resources for employee education and professional developments. And Montgomery says it would show individuals that the government has an interest in their career progression.
1: In other words, get me to that point where I'm doing more leadership roles or wider responsibilities faster. And the way you do that is properly developing people. If we have that intrinsic value of government service, If we have appropriate pay bans and if we have a good system for developing personnel as they move through it, we're going to have exceptional retention.
0: FDD says the Institute could also address another issue, a lack of familiarity with cybersecurity skills among federal hiring managers. Montgomery says the Federal Workforce Institute could train human resources specialists who would lead cyber talent management and recruitment initiatives across agencies.
1: The Department of Agriculture's HR team is probably world-class at hiring food inspectors. I hope they are. They're doing all that food inspecting for us. It's hard for them to also be world-class at cyber. And as you get to smaller and smaller federal agencies, it's harder and harder. Many of these federal agencies, cyber is not a principal mission. It's a principal vulnerability, but not a principal mission. Federal agencies do their own hiring. We've got 101 of them. What we want to do is make sure that in their HR teams is someone with a good HR cyber understanding. The
0: Information Technology Industry Council, meanwhile, says agencies should prioritize skills based hiring as opposed to what it calls overly rigid education and experience requirements relied upon for the traditional federal hiring experience. A lack of good cyber workforce data is another key issue the Office of the National Cyber Director could address in its forthcoming strategy. Irv Lacho, Division Chief Engineer at MITRE's Homeland Security Enterprise, says the issue is especially important to attracting and growing a diverse cyber talent pool. In order to understand
2: how well we as a nation are doing on this issue of cyber workforce, we need to understand the demographics of that workforce. And we don't actually have a good snapshot of that at the national level. And so we don't have a baseline, and so if you don't have a baseline, you can't track how well different policies or initiatives are doing because you don't have consistent data.
0: Lacho points to a National Science Foundation report on women, minorities, and persons with disabilities in science and engineering. A similar report on participation in the cyber workforce, he argues, could help address diversity, equity, inclusion, and accessibility challenges. And A has been a major priority for agencies under the Biden administration.
2: I think there's an opportunity for the government to take what NSF has done and apply that to the cyber workforce and get into even more detail. How many people are cyber analysts? How many people are threat analysts? How many people are working to help this? And that, I think, would really help you know the nation understand where it is, where it needs to go. It can help the private sector, it can help academia, and it can even help the government and some of the initiatives that it has. For example, you know, like in the CHIPS Act, where it's trying to bolster this kind of participation, to be able to target programs and funding and grants to try to elevate
0: that. MITRE is also recommending the strategy include a way to leverage neurodiverse individuals. Neurodiverse people, which includes those with autism, are often proficient with advanced digital skills. But autistic candidates are less likely to be hired, MITRE says, because interviewers often lack knowledge about autistic traits like sensory sensitivities or reduced facial expressions and reciprocation to smiles and handshakes. And again, there's a lack of data. Teresa Thomas is the program lead for neurodiverse talent enablement at MITRE. There's not a lot of data on how many people are already in the federal workforce who are on the autism spectrum, you know, and
2: especially not in these cyber roles. The data that could prove, you know, how well they could do or how well they could fill the gaps is lacking for sure.
0: In 2020, the National Geospatial Intelligence Agency became the first federal agency to participate in a neurodiverse federal workforce pilot program. Thomas says NGA's experience could help inform other agencies as they look to potentially hire and retain neurodiverse individuals.
2: It's a big population, and it's definitely worth tapping into if we can get them and keep them. It's not going to
0: fix all of our cyber
2: hiring problems, but it sure is a step in the right direction. And all those other things that we're learning along the way improves everything else we're doing. If your managers are giving clear direction now, if you're treating each person as an individual, if you're making your application process more clear and understandable that improves the system for everybody trying to get in.
0: The public comment period on the National Cyber Director's workforce request for information closed November 3rd. Officials are planning to invite some respondents in for further conversations, and the workforce strategy is expected to be released at some point next year. Justin Doubleday.
1: Some restrictions apply.